0: Hi everyone, welcome back to The Beaks Speaks. I'm your host, Soren Chaudhary and your broadcast editor. I know it's been a long break, but we're finally back for the 2022-23 school year. In this episode, we have new staffers talking about Disney Plus series and or, and an interview with Mr. LeCount, our new assistant principal. I truly believe it'll be very eye-opening and help us all get to know our new staff. So without further ado, Let's give it up for Vaishnavi and Mr. LeCount. Hello, all
1: citizens. This is On Air with Vaishnavi Kurpath, and I'm unfortunately your host, Vaishnavi Kurpath. Today we have an exclusive interview with Mr. LeCount. Good morning, Mr. Vice President. Uh,
2: I'm assistant principal, not vice president.
1: So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know everything, the details.
2: Okay, well, this is my... I've been in Fremont Unified for 20 wait, years. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: Um, before we start... Wait, hold on. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. Do you understand the rights that are described to you? With these rights of mine, do you wish to speak to me? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, yeah. Go ahead, please. Yeah.
2: Um, this is, I've been in my first year at American High School. Uh, I've been in Fremont Unified for 20 years. Uh, I've taught at Hopkins Junior High, Centerville Junior High, and the last seven years at Kennedy High School.
1: Okay, that was pretty boring. So, you are, right? You're an official, and you deal with a lot of young people. Donuts, you know, munchkins. How many young people do you know?
2: I'm going to say a lot.
1: I just want to know a number, a number, a number. Can't
2: give you an actual number.
1: All right, so, um, okay, what is also impressive about you is that you have been serving the Fremont Unified School District, um, that's also abbreviated FUSD uh, for 21 years, abbreviated 21. Um, Who put you up to this? Please tell us.
2: Uh, Honestly, my sister-in-law is the one who talked me to go into teaching because she's a teacher in uh, East LA, in Southern California.
1: Just off the record, off the record. Why did you allegedly, allegedly, choose to work here? What's the reason? Just,
2: you know. They hired me.
1: Okay. All right. Fine. Um, we understand that you used to be um, a biology teacher alongside Mr. Baker. Uh, why this change?
2: I did teach biology at Centerville. I've never taught with Mr. Baker.
1: No, I'm really sure you did. That's what it says right here.
2: I, yeah, no. Okay, hold
1: on. Oh, wait, sorry. That's. That's Mrs. Sherma. Hold on. What do you like about American High so far? To give you some ideas. I like I like a lot of things. I like the people. I like the culture. I love the seagulls. They're my favorite addition. Um, I also like Keanu Reeves. So.
2: Uh, I like the students. A lot of the, I love the students. Really good kids. Um, uh, I will be honest, I like the colors. Better than Kennedy's colors. Because not a laker fan so purple and gold not my favorite colors. Uh robot and blue a little bit better.
1: I l- um, also love the Lakers. I like that they make touchdowns.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, that would help if they played football. Um but no, I just like the kids like interacting with the students. All
1: uh, right, what's your hair care routine? I just want to know.
2: Uh, my hair care is pretty easy. It's just shower and dry it and walk out the house.
1: Is it like a is it like a polish? Like you just like or is it like a like a Mr. Clean like you I spray it and and you makes it more reflective. Like it's got to be something on there.
2: That's just sunburn. Oh, okay. That's just sunburn. The reflection's just sunburn.
1: okay. All right. We took a comprehensive survey of AHS students. One out of the two students we interviewed said he felt the school was quote so awful. I cannot believe I got a C on that Rojas test. It is so unfair. End quote. I obviously changed the name and the accent of the student to protect his privacy um but how do you feel about this personally
2: uh i think the student should have studied more for rojas's test
1: wow that was a harsh response putting aside our verified a quantified data study survey that's quantified and verified by the way um what support services do you offer to your students
2: um well i've worked with uh at promise or at risk students for pretty much all my teaching career and so mentoring getting them to kind of believe in themselves um, working with what's in their circle of control is really big for me. All right, yeah,
1: okay, oh, I'm sorry. It just got it just got really slow there, so, okay. Uh, we also wanna, oh. Hello? Mr. LeCount rudely interrupted the interview to accept a private phone call from Keanu Reeves. Um, please let the jury disregard the interruption. Um, we also want to know which Spice Girl do you identify the most with?
2: Um, I don't really identify as a Spice Girl. That's not true. I never really That's, liked lying Spice to Girls. You're lying to me. I was never a Spice Girl fan, to be honest. I don't, I don't know why. Why
1: can't you just say a Spice Girl name? Please just say one. I,
2: well, I would maybe say Posh Spice because she's married to be- David Beckham.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I consider myself Cardamom. <laughs> That's a joke. You can laugh. Okay. You can laugh. Okay. Okay. Is it funny? <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I just tested positive this morning. Oh.
2: Okay. Um, no worries.
1: On a scale of one, how excited are you for the new school year? Uh, a ten. No, the scale's one. That's the scale.
2: There is no such thing as a scale of one.
1: No, that is the scale. That's what I. That's yes. It's the scale one.
2: Just, There's no such thing. As it is. A scale it's simple. The one. scale
1: is one. So we want you to rate your excitement from one. Can you?
2: From one, so I'd say a ten.
1: Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just forget it. We would just like a moment of silence. (coughs) Do you have a tissue? Sorry. Thank you so much for this interview. We are beyond grateful to be able to talk to Mr. Lachaut, author of Les Miserables and French Dictator. Be sure to pre-order his new novel, The Christmas Carol, on Spotify today.
0: especially for that interview of our new assistant principal, Mr. LeCount. Truly hope that that helped this new student body get to know our new assistant principal and that we continue to learn about him in the future. Next up, we have Ben talking about the Disney Plus series and or. Hope you guys like it. And maybe he opens your eyes to something.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of my movie slash media review with Ben. Um, So, for our first, you know, episode here, we're going to be reviewing and kind of comparing Andor to the rest of Disney's franchise. Especially on things like Disney Plus, because as many of you may or may not know, Disney has been pumping out tons and tons of new TV series that have to do with Marvel and Star Wars in particular. Uh, Especially prior to this, um, they had massive success with *The Mandalorian* that kind of spurred on like a billion spin-off series of the men and andor is one of these shows I'm going to be reviewing today. Um typically I have not enjoyed TV shows like this like the new WandaVision show that came out for Marvel. It was kind of dull and we really took his time trudging through. So I mean, I was definitely um, skeptical getting into and because a lot of the um, prior TV shows I've watched have been really droning and dragging on. They don't really have like, although they definitely do have funding to make at least decent CGI, they typically aren't high quality movies. Well, not well not hyper movies but in TV shows in general. But uh, of course, uh, spoiler warning, probably pretty heavy heavy spoilers, at least for the three first three episodes of Andor. Um I've actually been pleasantly surprised with how good the TV show has turned out. Um so in the very first scene Andor, the main character of the show, um, it's not exactly very clear exactly who he's looking for, but he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's searching for his older sister, which is shown in earlier flashbacks. And um, what ends up happening is he gets followed by some corporate thugs who are acting as, you know, kind of uh, patrolmen or bodyguards. In uh, whatever complex he's visiting the bar in, looking for his sister, and you know they they attempt to uh, mug him or something like that. And in that very that very first scene, uh, he gets into a fight with them, and it in a, you know during the middle of the fight he ends up pushing one of them over and ultimately killing him. When he hits his hand on the slippery rock or slippery uh, floor below and you know hitting his head somewhere and it, it's just you know a really powerful scene honestly to me because typically in like brawl fights like in star wars and, and media in general it just kind of like people can take so many punches and they they can go through so much, and they'll get back up and be bloody, and like run away, and the, you know the heroes are happy about his victory or something. But really, like he pushed this guy over, and you know life is gone, and his buddy is like freaking freaking out. And so, Andrew, the main character, ends up holding one of the guns that was pointed at him when they tried to mug him, even though they were supposed to be protecting the peace and well he realizes that it's either he's gonna get caught or he has to kill this guy and he ultimately makes the arguably pretty immoral decision to pull the trigger and basically kills a man in cold blood so ultimately he ends up killing two people and at the very first scene it's is really powerful because you know usually heroes are supposed to be like the perfect heroes they're brave and heroic and they always make the right decision while and or the very first scene like this you can see this guy is really wily and he isn't like exactly the perfect hero because ultimately he makes a pretty bad decision if not i mean if not he didn't exactly put himself in this situation to begin with but he ends up killing two people and that's not something that's super light and that ends up causing a lot of consequences for him later on in the show because I mean that that's basically the whole premise of the show is he's not being hunted because he killed these two people um so he, he just runs away to his uh scrapyard planet where um he was raised I believe so now, uh, the, main, the main antagonist to the show pops up, um, at least for the first three episodes. There's um, a company official. So the company is working for the Empire. So if you're not really well-versed in Star Wars, um, you know the Empire is like, the big bad guys. who have established of order and control over the whole galaxy. And so we're established to a corporation that works in like private defense basically so imagine like a police force in modern day u.s and um there actually have been a lot of connections with modern day police force and and or and like um like police control and how uh some are, you know even though in some ways police do irrational actions they're also kind of corrupt and ultimately uh they don't really care Uh, but that's definitely later on in the later episodes so i'm actually running out of time pretty quickly but um so ultimately a really upstanding Uh, well supposedly upstanding officer who's all about morals and like protecting his men and you know like restoring order to the galaxy basically like a good uh he's not exactly like evil from his like, like, like the very basic things that he wants like what he's what he pretends to be isn't exactly evil i mean someone did murder two of his men and even though they were probably in the wrong that's still murder and he needs to be apprehended but what he ends up doing is in order to like do a show of force and like improve morale because there's like a company like uh, quarter report coming in he brings an overwhelming amount of force to catch just one murderer and try and track him down And what ends up happening is, as Andor tries to escape the planet because he realizes he's now being hunted down, they bring like an unbelievable amount of force and everyone freaks out on the planet, uh, at least in this town there, uh, the police force is going into. And they, they, although it's it's not a massacre, but they definitely cause a lot of destruction as they go into the city and um, cause brutality to the people that or cares about because they're trying to apprehend this guy, but they're going way too far, and ultimately, they one of them ends up killing another man because they're violently apprehending this woman, and because the whole city is in disarray, everyone's on their nerves, and. As they're apprehending this woman, who's acting very concerned uh, because she knows and/or and she she realizes that these men are coming for him, and she's trying to go warn him about that. They end up recognizing that she's concerned and arresting her and pretty treating her pretty badly, like beating her against a wall and like chaining her to the wall. Um, I think either her lover or a close friend sees like that, and he comes, you know, he, you know, he get in the, in the, in the moment, he gets kind of mad at the men apprehending him, obviously, her, obviously, because, you know, she's all bruised up, and she has a bleeding school. and he just runs at them, and, but because these men are so on, um, so on nerve, one of them actually ends up just shooting him outright, and killing him instantly, and, you know, it, it it kind of goes to show that, at least in this show, that, um, they, they, even, the, there are still moments in the show where loss of life is kind of taken lightly. Like with the, um, corporate soldiers, a lot of them are unnamed and they, you know, they get shot at, they're bad at shooting, they're, you know, ultimately, once the, a, they die and no one cares about them but it really goes to show that I, they do put a little bit more heavy emphasis on you know the loss of life that uh, both sides have it's not just that the good guys lose good people i mean people on the people on the wrong side can also have you know they're still people their loss of life is still something that something that they you know, at least be mourned for and uh, at the ultimate the climax of the show well, at least the third episode Andor ends up escaping on a speeder after having a firefight with the corporate soldiers uh, almost being caught and he's rescued by some like overarching uh, probably, he's probably going to end up being, like, a father figure to Andor as, like, you know, he teaches him how to, at a premise of the show, rebel against the Empire, and, um, but they think they're about, to, so the the corporate Goody 2 shows, two shoes thinks they're about to catch them, because they send a speeder filled with explosives towards the, corporate soldiers and they you know, shoot at it and they, they you know, they disable the speeder but they're like walking up towards it because they think oh what if they're still alive they're trying to you know, they, they think they're dead and trying to like check if they're still breathing or whatever to apprehend them and then the speeder's explosives just detonate and it either kills or stuns most of them and it's just kind of once again it's a more powerful moment because it's not just like, oh, the speeder exploded and the bad guys are dead. I mean men, those men were seriously injured or killed and even though like they weren't obviously they weren't upstanding moral men, they're working for a corporation under a pretty oppressive empire it's still to to the people working within that organization it's still a great loss to them and I think they're supposed to be trying to keep it kind of morally ambiguous what kind of the main antagonist feels I mean, he seems to be under this pretense of restoring you know having order and uh, apprehending people who hurt the company you know who, who murder um, we don't really know we don't really know if he's doing this because his moral beliefs or if he's just trying to get a promotion basically like if he he apprehended someone who murdered two of his employees but at the end he was kind of so sort of shocked staring at the smoking speeder as the men like crush go save their comrades after the speeder detonated and ultimately uh yeah, it has some pretty powerful scenes the second episode was kind of uh, it was really short, and not a lot happened in it. But, ultimately, other than having the second episode have pretty slow pacing, I would recommend the show if you like shows with a little bit of moral quandary to them. And, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I mean, personally, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but... Um, I kind of lost my interest after, um, I don't even remember, the, the ninth movie, I don't even remember what it's called anymore, The Last Jedi, no, that wasn't The Last shot I don't even remember what it's called anymore, it was that bad, but, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to watch the next episode of this TV series, so, for this episode of Ben Hates Movies, this is a recommended if you enjoy... Somewhat complicated stories, but also the Star Wars universe.
0: Thank you guys for listening to our new episode of The Beak Speaks for the newest school year. I'm really excited for how this year is going to turn out. I'm sure you guys are too. I'll see you guys next time and thank you for listening.